Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Mila Brujic and I'm joined today with Dr. Matt Geller and we're going to be talking about eyes on eye care on this episode of the Optometric Insights Show. So Matt, thanks, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being here. Really, really appreciate it. I, I actually remember um, meeting you as a student. There was always something kind of interestingly different with you. I mean, even at that time, you can kind of identify those students that just have the little, um, it's a spark. It's, mm-hmm. it's the, you communicate with them, but they're always kind of thinking, I got it, but I really want to change things, things, um, just, just make things better. And mm-hmm. interestingly, um, you started practice when you graduated. Share us with a, a little bit uh, with the audience about kind of your pathway, what you did after graduation. Yeah, right on. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. And thanks for all you guys, you and Dave have brought to the industry. Um, it's been great to work beside you guys. And um, thanks for paving the way for sure. Um, so clinical practice for me, I'm from New York, moved to San Diego when I graduated SUNY in 2013, uh, and went into private practice for just about three years here in San Diego, California. So um, sunny San Diego, it was great. I loved it. Uh, primarily focused on pediatrics and started to build out the medical model in, a, in the private practice I was at. I was incredible, but, you know, was always involved in publishing. And so um, it was always there kind of on my shoulder, nagging me a little bit and pulling me in with its creativity, you know, but yeah. uh, I was about a solid three years out here in San Diego practicing. But that does give you like a little bit of a kind of a unique perspective because you've you've developed this um, pretty prominent web presence within optometry. I mean, again, so you graduated in 2013. Now it's uh, 2021. So you've you've been graduated for eight years. Mm -hmm. And there's not many people in the industry or in the profession that don't know who Matt Geller is or the stuff that you've produced. Like if you say certain things, eyes Mm -hmm. on eye care, they'll say, oh yeah, I I know what that is. Tell us the path and, and really kind of what motivated you to, to do this outside of clinical practice and to really create this educational platform. Sure. Yeah. It's really interesting because all of the publishing I've ever done it was always kind of from the same motivation of the desire to be creative and do something that can scale. I'm just like an internet kid. I was born in 87, you know, and I love the power of the internet. Like my brother and I used to write how to like beat the game of like Zelda, like the whole walkthrough on, you know, Nintendo 64 and publish it. And you'd have like a few hundred views. And we thought it was amazing. You know, so this stuff was in my DNA. So when I was in undergrad, I started like the first pre-optometry club and pre-optometry website. And okay, that was like a mini jump. And then when I got into optometry school, I was like, I got to keep going. Like, and it really wasn't motivated out of money. It wasn't motivated. It was just the pure creativity and joy of creating stuff that other people would benefit from. It was just fun for me. So that was optometrystudents.com, created that in optometry school. Then when optometry school ended, started newgradoptometry.com. And each one was to help solve a problem, right? There wasn't a very big student voice at that time outside of ASOA, who was doing a great job. Newgrad optometry, there wasn't a voice for that. So, you know, built that. That publication. Then we moved into the talent acquisition side. We felt that the job landscape needed support. So we moved into covalent careers. And then, um, you know, so this, there was always, it was always just motivated by this desire to create cool stuff, whether it's tech or content or work with other people on fun projects and do it in a way that could scale, that could hit thousands or tens of thousands of people or, you know, 
several hundred thousand within a given year. Uh, that that was always the core motivation for for the I guess the why behind it. There's something just inherently beautiful about that process of scaling. And so I was able to juggle it with clinical practice because you know how it goes when something's really enjoyable, like you got the guitars behind you there. And I'm assuming you play, like there's nothing in the world that could stop you. There's no amount of, um, you know, there is no such thing as resistance. It's probably just a beautiful, fun thing to do. And so it just, it just naturally gravity just pulls me in that direction. It was always easy to juggle the two because it was fun. It was just so enjoyable. That's great. So, so Matt, now, I mean, that's, you, you, you just said some big names to a lot of people and I care. I mean, when you're talking about new grad optometry, that was always a place where I felt like there was this kind of void, right? When you're an experienced clinician, five years out, you start really developing your social circles and your social networks and, and you kind of really have a place. And when you're an optometry student, you kind of have other students. So you have this place in optometry. New grad optometry, the space between graduation and I would say four or five years out, you're you're kind of lost. You're you, you almost personally, anyways. I felt like I was kind of on this rowboat, just kind of hovering, yeah. trying to figure out what the direction is. And people try and guide you, and and mentors try and work with you, but you haven't built that solid um, social network as of yet. And then when you get to that five year mark, you really start to kind of be there. So so you created this place where there was the, where you saw this void. And that's, that's kind of the cool thing about it. Now, now let's fast forward to where you are right now. Um, sure. Eyes on eye care. Give, give the audience a little bit more perspective on exactly what this is. Yeah. So we got to a point where we just had to migrate these brands into one easy place to access everything. And so we did a brand migration uh, back in February, 2021 uh, to eyesoneyecare.com. And the mission of the platform is to partner with the up and coming generation of optometrists and ophthalmologists to really become that number one website that uh, hosts incredibly robust and evergreen free to access education, content, and resources. We also have things like our virtual events, like the Eyes on Dry Eye event, um, which I believe is going to cross about 5,000 registrations soon. So we have both CE and non-CE content, but the important part is that partnership with the young generation. So that goal to kind of help the up-and-comer, whether it's a doc, you know, zero to 10 years out of school, or even some of the student years, or an ophthalmologist in fellowship and beyond, um, you know, that is our still our core demographic and what we feel we do best. And just helping to give them a voice, whether it's the up and coming KOL or just the person who needs some answers on what CPT codes do I use to try to get reimbursed for uh, you know a certain clinical procedure. Um, and I think we're doing a good job. We've got some great right. fans, yeah. You are, and and you know there there is this massive need as optometry continues to evolve. It's remarkable because for mm-hmm. the individual that really wants to practice full scope, you you have the opportunity to do it. Um, very seldomly does scope limit what you're actually doing for these patients with the technologies that we currently have available. But in that same vein, it's taking a lot more to stay abreast of the newest information. And where live meetings made a lot of sense at one point, and certainly will return to a certain level of normalcy with live meetings, this virtual platform will play a an important role, not, not only in kind of post-pandemic or pandemic uh, kind of era, but even after that. You know, there are people that, uh, you know, want colleague-to-colleague connection, but they can't necessarily get to some of the major meetings or they right. can't take a day out of the office or do this kind of stuff. So it gives them the ability to to do this in kind of a, a really interesting way. And, and you guys have kind of... Uh, 
it, it feels like you guys have really kind of cracked the nut on making it interactive as well too. Tell us a little bit more on your focus on that with your conferences. Yeah. So on the conference side, it's funny because I've been to a couple and I, we looked at what software was out there and they always just seemed like really antiquated. And we just said, okay, well, what's the most important thing about attending an event? Well, you need true live streamed education. It needs to be live. Even if there's issues or errors or someone fumbles their words, that's part of the beauty of it. It happens mm-hmm. in real life. It's got to feel real. Mm-hmm. It's got to be good interactive chat. So there's like group chat, attendees can talk amongst themselves or they can talk with exhibitors, right? So there's exhibitor booths. Um, and then a couple of other elements like having the prizes, having the fun. We hide like raffle tickets all over our shows. They could click them and win raffle prizes and enter codes and all that fun stuff. Um, But I think one of the biggest things is like the layout of the show. A lot of the platforms just seem to be like over-engineered, these 3D spaces. I got to rotate a cube or I got to try to zoom in on this or install some sort of flash player to access. Like it just needed to be a website that had an easy navigation. It's like, go here, go here. It's very straightforward. And so, you know, we we built our platform from scratch for that very reason because there was no third-party stuff out there that kind of solved it. Um, and I just say like another big side of it is, is prepping uh, your, both your exhibitors, but also your speakers, right? We've got amazing A-list speakers and, and, and also up and coming folks as well. And their experience has to be wonderful. So just supporting them to make sure that they can deliver the best possible education. And I think, you know, free CE, you know, make it free and uh, you're probably going to win that game. So, um, you know, the demonetization of a lot in the industry is happening across uh, you know, a lot of different fields and uh, CE doesn't need to be expensive, especially when people are struggling in a COVID type of situation at the moment. Uh, but I mean, you just got to be there. You got to be at one of the events to to see it and feel it. And, w- and we'll certainly be doubling down, I think, on virtual events because there is a place for them to stay, COVID or no COVID. But I, I, mean, I can't wait to get back and have a drink with you at one of, uh, one of the upcoming <laughs> ones, that's for sure. I'm getting vaccinated tomorrow, so we'll see how that Congratulations. goes. Congratulations. First shot or <laughs> yeah. second shot? First shot. Good for you. Good yep. for you. Um, well, Matt, I'll tell you, I've been part of uh, a few of your events and they've always been smooth as silk. So you guys, um, you, there's always, uh, whenever you're part of any event, whether it be live or whether it be virtual, you know how much work went into it because of how little you just kind of see going wrong and yours was seamless. So, so yeah. kudos to you. Kudos Thank to the you. team um, and, and keep kind of doing what you're doing, Matt. Um, this has been really great to see where you've evolved in the profession. It's just, it's so encouraging. And um, the the resources that you're providing the profession are are certainly appreciated. And uh, keep keep doing what you're doing, Matt. Keep pushing the envelope and, uh, and giving these opportunities to, to individuals. And uh, Matt, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being on the show. Really, really appreciate your time. No, 100%. Thank you for uh, for having me, for sure. And, um, you know, thank you for always being a good sounding board and uh, just a really friendly and uh, you know, both both you individually, Dave as well, Optometric Insights as a whole. You guys have always just been awesome and um, it's been great to work with you and looking forward to doing more. Thanks, Matt. And uh, to the audience, thank, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Optometric Insights Show.